Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hey, everyone. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the Sexy Lifestyle is all about. And you know David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are, and you know we love talking and learning about everything related to sex and sexuality, sexual health, and of course, sexual pleasure. We love diving deep into the naughty, the taboo, and the unknown. And we hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because... Great sex matters, and we all deserve it. Absolutely. So today is a very special episode. It's our seventh anniversary. I cannot believe it's seven years since we did our first show, and nothing. Uh, we didn't know how to talk. Um, and now, what, do we know how to talk now? I think we've gotten a little <laughs> bit better. I'm. I think I, I've graduated to seven-letter words. Oh, not quite sure about that. Well, we'll test you out later. All right. <laughs> There's one coming up real soon over here. But yeah, it's been seven years. We've had. 420 episodes, 654 guests, and it's just incredible. And, you know, we're doing our show from Hedonism, which is our home away from home, and it's so cool that we are here. There's a bunch of people here from all over the world, and a couple from Iceland came up to us and told us they are here because they listen to our podcast. Who would think Iceland? (laughs) And they came up to us, and they were bowing down to Carol, saying how Carol has changed their sex lives. And they listen to all our shows, and uh, everybody else in Iceland. And we're very humbled. I know we, we have a million listeners, right. but when we hear those stories, it's very humbling. It's, it's very humbling, and, and shout out to everybody in Iceland. Come to Hito. <laughs> talk to your friends who are, who were down here. I mean, it's, it's a little it's bit hotter than a, Iceland. That's for sure. Such a great week that we've been here, and on today's show, um, we have two very special um, guests who have been on our show very many times. We'll tell you about them in a second. So let's get on with the show now. So, how do you score in the school of sex? Are you fluent in the vocabulary and vernacular of dirty talk? Do you know the techniques required for a full-body prostate orgasm? And what about the anatomy of the genitals? So if you think you might be lacking in any of these areas, then you need to listen to today's show as we dive deep into the importance of continued learning about ourselves, our partners, our relationships, as well as our sensuality and sexuality in the context of creating a safe space to enjoy our deepest pleasure and greatest sex. Awesome. Whoa, this is going to be a good show. It's going to be a great show. Glad you got through that one, my love. Absolutely. But, and as we do on every show, we need to tell you about our top waterproof blanket because nobody wants to sleep in that wet spot and squirt is hot until it's not. Even if you're not a squirter and you're fed up with sleeping in that wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof, and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. It protects against messy massage oils, silicone lubes, and all other sexy wetness. And when you're done, you just throw it in the washer and dryer, and it comes out looking like brand new. Remember... Great sex is messy sex, so to keep your bed dry, simply go to Amazon and search for Top Waterproof Blanket, that's T-O-P, Waterproof Blanket, and order yours today. Great sex starts now. It sure does. You know we're Carol and David. For seven years, we've been here telling you about the sexy lifestyle, 
And today we have two super, super special guests who you already know and will recognize. And enjoying and having in front of us in the same room at the same time, we have Ashley Manta from Canisexual and we have Dragonfly from Pure Orgasmic Love. Both of these amazing sex educators have been working hard all week with their workshops, their play shops, their talks and seminars during Naughty Gym Week here at Hedo. And we've taken some time out of your day to join us. Thank you so much. Ah, thank you for having me. So excited to be here. I think I want to add that, <laughs> that they work year round, you know, giving these workshops oh, and courses, not just, not just here at Hedo. And there's, there's not enough credit given to these educators who spend their lives talking about how people can enhance their sex lives, enhance their relationships, so people could live happy, healthy, and horny. Ooh, ooh, that's what we say. How cool is that? <laughs> Anyways, guys, we're going to have a great discussion today, and um, everybody knows Ashley, who co-hosts who co-hosts uh, one show a month for us called Sex and Cannabis. Yes. Um, Dragonfly has been on our show uh, from the beginning. In year one, mm. she was one of our original guests. And she has grown. We are so proud of her. And However, we hope that you do some co-hosting some days too. Okay. We, you know, we want to get that going as I well. I think that's a very enticing. It is enticing. <laughs> yes. And, so, uh, Dragonfly, just remind everybody about your pure orgasmic love. I know everybody knows Ashley already, but they might not be remembering who you are. So, I'm a somatic sexologist, a certified sexological body worker, and somatic somatica method therapy practitioner. Um, I work through the body. So a lot of what Ashley teaches you how to use cannabis to increase sensation in your body and everything that she does, I, treat you, I teach you somatically how to do that without any kind of elevation, which I have to say that I am also a participant in her type of elevation <laughs> as well. Um, but really connecting, even when we're communicating and even when we're finding our needs, wants, and desires, um, it's all about feeling in the body as well. So that's that's some facilitation. David, I think my mouth is not working. I think I've done too much with my mouth on this trip. <laughs> Even my good. voice is just... <laughs> so then it was a successful trip. It was a successful trip. <laughs> and Ashley, um, I mean, you are such an amazing person. The shows that you do for us... Um, are some of the highest rated shows we have. I didn't know that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we try to be trendy, right? We try to be current. We try to be relevant. Sex and cannabis is so there right now. In the upcoming year, we want to do more shows. And there's not enough educational things about cannabis and how to use it safely. So yes. thank you for all of your contributions. Yeah. And in, in, the, in the upcoming year, because um, male bisexuality within the swinging lifestyle is getting bigger and bigger, and we are going to do more shows about that. And we want our educators to talk to the world about how it's cool for guys to express themselves as well as women have done with their bisexuality over the years. And we're not talking about, you know, um, guys playing with guys without the girls. It's about everybody playing and having amazing sexual pleasure all together. So, Ashley, just quickly, you are the canisexual. What is that? And, um, you know, what, what do you do? What do I do? I am a sex and relationship coach. I am the author of The CBD Solution Sex. And canisexual is a word that I made up and then trademarked. <laughs> and it refers to mindfully and deliberately combining sex and cannabis to deepen intimacy and enhance pleasure, whether you're solo or partnered. It really 
can be used as such a beautiful tool for self-love and can be a, an incredible tool for partner deepening of connection. And I like to help people do that well because there's a lot of ways to do it badly and I want to help people have the most successful experience they can. Now David went on about earlier about how you don't get enough credit for all the work you guys do. But let's really dive a little bit deeper into why it's so important that we continue our sex education as adults. So my thought on this is that we change over the years. We also don't get the adequate sex education from early on in our lives, but as we change over the years, we, we our needs change. Our wants change, maybe our desires change, all of the things. So I think it's important to keep growing and, and go through life with a growth mindset, understanding that where you are today is not where you will be tomorrow, and to keep enhancing yourself. You can be, you can celebrate where you are right now, but there's no reason why you can't keep reaching out and keep growing and keep enhancing yourself, because I have to tell you, I've always had, I would say, good sex, right? I mean, Ashley, maybe you can say the same thing for yourself, but over the years and really leaning into the education that we that like people like us provide um, it really enhances you to a place that you maybe never even thought possible like the different types of orgasms I have the, the, the feelings the just everything the connection with my partner and my lovers and stuff like it is so expansive and I just keep hoping it grows and grows and grows I'm 48 years old right now and I just keep it's it's such a magical experience to be able to lean into that regularly to think where am I going to be in 10 years where am I going to be in another 10 years after that like what is that going to look like for me you know and it's, it's so true what you said now Carol and I have the privilege of talking to all these educators 400 episodes <laughs> That's 600 different people and believe it or not every time we do a show we learn Yes, we learn yes. every single time. And it's one of my favorite reasons why we yes. do this show. We learn every week, week in, week out, with all of our educators. And when we go on to Bliss and um, we come here to Hito or we go to Desire and we have people that come up to us and for whatever reason, my voice seems to be the recognizable one and Carol's <laughs> laugh. <laughs> and they say, your podcast and your experts have changed our relationship. Yeah. Our marriage was dead, and we listened, and we did. And our show isn't about, you know, how do you put a cock into a pussy? Um, it, it, it's, about, it's about how do you build that relationship by having better sex, mm -hmm. by having better communication. We're gonna get into all that later. But, you know, Carol and I, when people come up to us, it's so hard for us to understand that a million people listen to our show because we're just Carol and David. And the only expertise we have is being swingers and having um, gotten through a divorce 18 years ago and become a stronger couple. The experts like you guys who come on our show talk about the bits and pieces, tips and tricks on how people can you know, do the things that people don't normally do, which is communicate, be better listeners, mm -hmm try things, push boundaries, and it's just, it's so incredible. We get goosebumps when people come up to us and say, thank you so much for changing, helping us become a stronger couple. And it's just, it's, it's amazing. Like I said, there's a couple here from Iceland, and it's like, really? <laughs> Ashley, have you had that experience when someone's told, thank you very much for your educational skills and 
how you've changed their lives as well? I've been having that experience all week. It's nice. It's been so humbling and, and mind-blowing to just be walking about my day at the resort and to have people come up while I'm at dinner or while I'm just walking to the beach or actually literally in the middle of me <laughs> fucking my boyfriend last night. Yes. Um, where they're just like, thank you so much. The handjob class that you taught was amazing. Uh, I had somebody crying after one of my classes, which is one of the greatest compliments you can give me as a facilitator, is to be so touched and so moved by what I'm, I'm sharing that it actually evokes emotion. Yes, yes. Like, wow, what a fucking incredible rush. Do you think keto, being keto, is part of the reason why people absorb what you're teaching because they're in that environment? I think absolutely. Being here, being away from all of the other distractions where you can just focus on what's going to bring you the most pleasure in any given moment, whether that's food, sun, beach, or a partner, they're just very receptive and hungry for how can I make this even better? How can I make this even better? Do you think it's also because they are away from the regular grind of work, family, of and everything that keeps them distracted at home and here they're able to focus just on their couple? Of course. And I, I feel like they're more receptive because they're in the, the vacation atmosphere, the holiday atmosphere, but they're in a accepting atmosphere to where they can let down some of their masks and their walls that they've built up. And having us here to offer these experiences for them, like you said, like I can't even tell you, you know, I, I offer these, my pleasure play shops as fun, and but I always want them to walk away with something valuable. And when they're like crying and telling, I, I know because Ashley and I talked about this, yeah. they literally come up and say, you changed my life. And that's why we both, I know, I can. I hope I can speak for you, Ashley. Absolutely, but you can. That's why we both do this. Yes. And you know us mm. well enough to know, mm. yes. And that's why like we're happy that's... to bring you on, and we do it for the same reason, too. It's oh my. crazy. And it's so cool because there's so many newbies that come on our trips. Yeah. And these are people who are like, we have great sex. We don't need to learn anything. And then they come, and they go to your workshops and your play shops, like, and it's like, there's always something to learn if you just walk away with even 10% of something new I feel like it's value that added to your life and I also want to speak to the point we don't just teach this we live this and we we keep searching out for ourselves as well because it's important for us to keep growing you know to keep supporting everyone else too but I haven't forgotten about myself yeah. My health, my sexuality is super important. And, and not having that in the past for myself, I, I'd never want to go back to the way it was. I, can't, I want to keep moving forward. I want to keep expanding. I want to learn from Ashley. Like, like there's so many things that are out there that are so beneficial to our lives if we just are open to it. And it's so important, like you just said, to keep moving forward. The, you know, our parents and our parents' parents, when they got to a certain age, you know, they just, uh, they just stayed stagnant. They didn't have sex. It was like, okay, yeah. we turned this age, we finished having kids and sex and, and sexuality and sensuality was no longer part of their lives. Now, there was a couple here in their 80s at the yes. beginning of the yeah. week, right? Yes. And, and they travel with us regularly, and it's like more power to them. I want to oh. be fucking when I'm 80. And I think you will be. And we do all the investments that we need to yeah. do to get us there, to stay flexible, to stay open-minded and yes. trying new things and always on top of what we need to do. So we're... We are working on that exact thing. Those couples are the couples I say, when I grow up, I want to be like yeah. you. Like, yes. you know? 
I don't think I'm going to grow up, but when I get <laughs> When I grow age, up, I don't know when that'll be. <laughs> so we're going to cover a lot of the topics that we have covered in the past. We want to get more into them. But one of the things that we don't talk enough about is body positivity. And I want to understand your view. Do you think body positivity fits into the realm of sex education? Most definitely, right? 100%. Most definitely. And my mindset is there's no harm in, in it, again, expanding yourself, growing, changing. But I really think the true value is loving yourself at each stage. Like, and, it, and it takes work to love yourself at each stage. Like the, I've talked to you before about you know, self-talk and all the things that we do in society, how it represents beauty. Like there's no one, one, one version of beauty. And what I think is beautiful, maybe Ashley doesn't think is beautiful. And the variety and, and just really leaning into yourself and, and where you're at right now. Like, everybody's walking around with beautiful bodies. If they could just love themselves and see that where they're at is a beautiful state, you can also change and grow. And it's a choice. It's a choice total, we get to everything, make. Everything. Right. Guess what, David? Everything is a choice in life. You're right. Every single thing is a choice. But for some people, it's easier to say, I want to love my body. And it for is. others, it's not so easy. Is there some tips and tricks you might have to help somebody go through this? I would say it is almost ubiquitous for people to struggle with body confidence. Mm -hmm. No matter what kind of body they have, whether they're athletic or curvy or anywhere in between, mm -hmm. there is, you know, if that's one thing we learned this week at the body confidence yes. panel, was that all of the all folks of us. on the panel shared different struggles with their bodies and there is nothing that it makes pleasure less accessible than being in your head and focusing on all of your perceived flaws <laughs> when you're trying to have a good time. Now this I'm going to say I don't know the numbers but it certainly seems much more skewed as a problem towards women uh, yes. have in body issues as it does for men. Can we talk on that with a women's issue? Yes, it's not just a women's issue, though. I can really honestly speak to that. Like, we think things are very gender-specific. We are definitely different as, as penis owners and, and vulva owners. Like, biologically, we are different. However, socially, we are also different because we're socialized different. But I have to tell you, my partner, E, he struggled with body image issues for years and years and years until we broke down some of those messages that his programming were running about himself and reformulating his mindset around his self-talk and everything. Like, I also struggled. Ashley and I both shared our stories in the body positivity panel. And, and again, like she said, yes, it is a woman's thing. But I don't also think that if we as women don't start supporting other women and stop breaking down and perpetuating that issue, we're never going to get through this as women. Like, it's really important for women to stop breaking that. Why is she wearing that? She shouldn't be. No, I celebrate the hell out of you because, you, yeah. bitch, you are doing it. Like, you are wearing what feels comfortable to you. It is not up to me to judge. And it's for me to celebrate you and lift you up. Absolutely. Uh, we actually were chatting with somebody who came out of that panel, the Body Positivity panel. And it was a guy, and he was saying that he actually did was not aware that so many women struggle with that. Because he looks at the women and says, Oh my God, you're stunning, you're 10 on 10. How can you even think anything else? And so he actually thought it was good to talk about it and maybe we're not normalizing it enough mm. that we should be talking about these things that what we think and what we see in the mirror are not the same things. Right. Absolutely. I think it's an empathy building opportunity because 
women will talk with each other about, I hate my thighs, I hate my stomach, I hate my this, I hate my that, I'm going to the spa, I'm going to, you know, get nipped and tucked and whatever, which, whatever you got to do, do what you got to do, but we don't talk to men about that a lot. We're afraid right. that they don't want to hear about it. Yeah. We're afraid that, like, they won't kind of, understand. They won't understand or, or they'll, they will kind of, I don't want to say gaslight, but, like, well, you're so beautiful. Yeah. What do you have to, like, right. they, there's a kind of uh, bulldozing of when those feelings and, and insecurities come up. And I just want to say something. Yeah. That when a guy comes up to a woman, regardless of what you think you're wearing or not wearing and how you think you look or don't look, I know when I go up to anyone and give them a compliment, all I want to hear is, well, thank you. Uh-huh. I don't want to hear, yeah, but this morning and, yeah. you know, I can't and I'm going home and I'm going to wash my hair. It doesn't matter. In my eyes, in that moment, you are who I see you as being and I'm a very genuine person and if I didn't think you were cute or pretty, I wouldn't say it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that but it's still you. not easy for everybody to accept. Oh, I get that. I get that. So I'm just it putting was. it out yes. there. You because know? we have so much layered in yeah. us. That, that is something, though, David, we, we as women need to work on saying, thank you so much. Yeah. Yep. Like, it's something that I had to really lean into instead of, like, pushing it away and, oh, no, 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 whatever. When somebody says, oh, you look fantastic in that, you're beautiful, I love your hair, whatever it is, thank you so much. Because by not saying thank you to you, if I said, oh, but I'm pushing away right. what your yeah. feels are right. and your feels are valid yeah. about me, whether I feel that way about myself or not, yeah. that's valid. True. And a compliment is a compliment. Yes, and, it is. you know, in the world, we, we don't do that enough and take it and celebrate it and move on. Even if you just work out in the gym and you're sweaty. Exactly. You know? Well, you love sweaty girls. So, yeah. <laughs> I have to tell you, there's something that you can put in place to help yourself. And it allows the person on the receiving end to take control of the situation, not so much you. Um, he was always, he doesn't want to be seen as that guy, right? So I said, when you look, walk up to someone and you see that she's beautifully wearing that super cute nighty, and I come up to you, may I give you a compliment? I love that. Yes, please, Dragonfly, give me a compliment. Right, that is so fucking adorable on you, right? Thank you. It just, it lands so much different in it. And if you're not in the mood to handle a compliment, it's okay to say no thank you. I like that. That's something. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. You know, I complimented Ashley also this morning. (laughs) She does look fucking cute. (laughs) With the pigtails and the glasses. Yeah, right? The hair bear, two piece. (laughs) And and the smile, it just glows. Of course. Let's let's move on and talk about something that I don't know how many shows we've done about it. It's about masturbation, Uh self-pleasuring. Fuck yeah. And how how important it is Mm -hmm. for an individual and then as a couple, how not to be ashamed to masturbate, mutually masturbate, mm-hmm. and, and celebrate that world of sexuality. So I was lucky enough to be mentored by the late feminist icon, Dr. Betty Dodson, <laughs> who, if you're not familiar with her work, please go Google mm-hmm. her, like, right now. Pause this, go do it, and then come back. Because she is just a legend in um, female masturbation. Like, she has been creating spaces, or, or was until she passed away a couple of years ago, and I learned so much going in as a sex educator, as a regularly masturbating, multi-orgasmic sex educator, I had such a transformative experience witnessing other women in their pleasure where it was just about them. There was no performing. There was no group dynamic other than supporting each other. And it was so powerful to just see all the different ways that we explore pleasure, all the different 
uh, possibilities for enjoying our bodies and to give permission to do that and prioritize it was life-changing for me. Very much so. She was also one of my heroes. Like, she taught me so many things. Um, and and the way I went to school with psychological body work is that group facilitation of support. And I do that with all my women in my Pleasure Goddess Gateways. Like, it's, it's about that connection. It's about non-performing sex. It's about discovering our bodies. And, and I always say, if you don't know your own body, you can't share your body with someone else sure. and feel your complete pleasure. Yeah. So it's super important. And all the stigma that's around us touching ourselves. Like, I, I know that we talked about gender specifics a little bit, but, you know, guys, another notch on your, your headboard. Like, it's celebrated. I was a fucking slut. Ooh. Can I say fuck oh, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was a slut, and that was something that was with me a long time. Now I celebrate my sluttiness. Yeah. Um, but and I could show my sluttiness when I want to show it and when I don't want to show it. But me pleasing my own body, and and to this day I will say this all the time: I don't need anyone else to please me. I'm not looking for anyone else to please me. I know how to do it better than anyone because I've spent more time with my body than I have with anyone else. And that is super valuable. And then you get to carry that over into your partnerships, whether small or large groups or short times or long times. Then I can show you. Can I mention, can I mention about you asking? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I'm big into consent and I know I love having my ass touched. I I love it. I, Ask worship is a total thing for me. And um, if you can ask if I'm in the mood, I will definitely allow you and I will show you how I like it. And David, you came up to me and you said, Dragonfly. In the middle of the dining room. In the middle oh. of the dining room, may I touch your, your butt? May I grab your ass? And I was like, yes, David, you may. And let me show you how I like it. And I did. I took his hands. He put his hands. Huh? I took his hands. I showed him how I like because I know how I like it. And that, I just leaned into you doing it. It was did. like, oh, yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But without me knowing my own body, I wouldn't know even how to show yeah. David how to yeah. do it. Now, I mean, maybe you've heard a couple of uh, episodes where I talked about my experience with masturbation. And I just want to talk about the opposite of that. I really only learned to masturbate after I met David. And I actually really had a self uh, a sexual awakening when I met David. I started masturbating at 42 years old. Wow. I had sex, lots oh. of sex when I was younger, and I was a slut, but it was always having sex with another partner. Yeah. And I never really took the time to understand how, and in my first marriage, I had maybe five or six orgasms in the 16 years I was married. But Cass, so how, no how, kidding. I didn't yeah. know how to touch my body or how yeah. he should. Carol yeah. was the girl, the woman. First thing she did was pull down his pants and suck his cock. Yep. And I was happy well, doing it. And it gave me pleasure. And I liked having sex, but I didn't know my own body. So I learned about my body when he started to encourage me to receive pleasure, which I was always the giver of pleasure. The first Good job for encouraging. The first time we had sex, she went to suck my cock. I said, stop. I turned it around. I laid her down. I said, your pussy first. And then together, I learned how she likes her pussy lick. And, and I couldn't guide him because I didn't know, but we figured exactly. it out together. Yes. And then we brought some toys and we brought some fingers. And I would sit there and watch her masturbate while I stroked my cock. And together as a couple, we learned what each other liked. And in the swinging lifestyle, 
it's so important to be able to tell other people because you're with people that you've never been with yeah. before and any swinging experience should be pleasurable but no guy knows how to lick every other woman's pussy in the world well every pussy's different right so that's the thing you kind of have to have a toolbox is what i talk about to have your implements your tools your skills to be able to please multiple and i i think it's we do a lot of we will have self sex next to each other right, right? right. mutual masturbation and i think it's a fantastic way if you're really i mean you can be into yourself and you can take turns doing it to watch the other person but it's not a performance it's about and it takes time to Technique. get out of the performance right. yeah. to be able to be like no this is really how i like it right. this is how i'm doing it these are the faces i'm making yeah. Yeah. it's <laughs> like having ugly sex <laughs> right yes. like i'm making all these contortions what about this, what about like, the mirrors on the ceiling here right. in hedo right oh, you see it so all now. Oh. <laughs> every time i leave hedo i go we need mirrors on our ceiling. We yeah. need mirrors on our ceiling because there's something so hot to wake up and i'm a morning sex person anyway but it's so hot to wake up and just to be able to look up and watch everything. I'm very also visual. Like, yes. Just all day, yes. All day, yes. And to your point about watching masturbation, it's so valuable. Like, with any new partner, the first thing we do when we get in bed is I'm like, okay, I'm going to rub my pussy and you're going to watch. Yeah. <laughs> just get right up in there, see how I'm doing it, watch the pacing, yes. watch the pressure, watch where I'm touching, and... That has been such a gift because I there's nothing I hate more than a partner that's like scratching my clit like a yeah. mosquito bite. Right. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Stop trying to emulate porn. Like, yeah. porn is great, but it's not educational. So having that ability to demonstrate, but I've heard so many people be like, I can't masturbate in front of my partner. That's so. I, I have so much shame. I have so much fear. That would be so embarrassing. Such and a turn yeah. It's it is. such a beautiful opportunity for couples to connect with each other. Cool. Yeah. All right, we're going to come to the, well, we're going to get one more point in before we take a break. So this question is for you, Ashley, and it's, you know, we've, we've spoken a lot during the year about mindfulness, but how does cannabis help us get in that space where we can really be mindful related to our sexual experience? The way I like to explain it is that cannabis can help address the things that are getting in the way of connection, pleasure, and intimacy. So things like being stuck in your head and disconnected from your body, things like rushing because you're so excited that you're going super fast, um, things like just kind of quieting down those voices in your head that are telling you whatever you're not enough or too much or you have laundry to do. <laughs> I found intentionally using cannabis, not just smoking a random joint and hoping for the best, but really cultivating a relationship with the plant that is is mutually consensual. Like it sounds very hippy-dippy. I live in California, but... I believe in, in asking the plant for consent before you just use it, that it, you are in partnership with this plant because it is a sentient being in, in a way. So to enter into a space of reverence and gratitude to any tool that you're using to enhance your experience and smoking just a little bit, using a suppository, using a topical can really make such a difference in enhancing your sensations and allowing you to really be present with your body. And so. I, know, I know over the year um, and all the shows that you've done for, for us, you talk about quantity and mm -hmm. you don't need too much. Mm -hmm. You just need enough to um, change the moment, change the mood, change your feelings. Um, 
I know every body is different than another body, but like what is too much and, and what is not enough? Too much is anything that makes you feel yucky. And that is going to be different for everyone. So there's a certain amount of trial and error that you have to go, like kind of resign yourself to. And you always say start with less. Start with less. You can always add, you cannot subtract. And really take your time figuring out where those boundaries are. But I would say always err on the side of less because you don't need as much as you think you need to get to where you want to go. And to show yourself that, oh, I don't have to be completely greened out to, to enjoy what's happening also helps to cut down on the people who are like, well, what happens if you use it so frequently that you can't have good sex without it? And I'm like, then you're doing it wrong if that's the case, because that means it's become a crutch in some way. The point is always to be in partnership with the plant, not to have it be the only way that you can enjoy sex with your partner. So it really helps to start with a milligram or two of an edible, a couple puffs on a joint, maybe just one puff and waiting for 15 minutes. It's okay if you don't quite get to where you want to be. You can always do more the next day. But if you get overboard, you start to feel your heart racing or that pit in your stomach, you're not going to have a good time. Now date night is kind of ruined and, and it's an opportunity to just be practicing presence with your body. Very nice. May I speak to that a little Please. bit? I hear a lot of people, if they think a little is good, they think it's lots better. And that's not necessarily the case. For me, I have I've been participating in cannabis a long time. But until recent years, when we're discovering a lot of information about it and able to study it and really understand what it's doing... Um, I'm with her, like just a little bit. There is a there's a a place where I get where it's super super powerful to engage with the cannabis and what I know to do in the body as well. And if I have too much, I don't actually want to have sex. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it does for me. Okay. So I thoroughly enjoy having the puff or two, taking like two milligrams of ingestible and really letting it kick in. And then I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, please. It just enhances the sensation for me, the whole experience. Yeah. Well, we're just going to take a quick break right here. We'll remind everybody that this is the Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and we are having our seventh anniversary show with two of our favorite educators. We've got Dragonfly and Ashley from uh, Canisexual. But uh, coming up next is our favorite segment, Great Sex Matters. So don't go away. But right now, we're going to tell everybody about Topless Travel and the amazing trips we have planned for this year. Absolutely. Topless Travel, you know, offers the sexiest and most erotic vacations ever, from Hedonism 2 in Jamaica, where we are right now, Desire in Cancun, and the two Bliss Cruise trips that we do every year in April and November. Topless Travel needs to be your number one choice. And their trips are all about pushing boundaries and exploring your naughty side and their exclusive sexy host couples like Jessica and Justin and Party Mark. They're always there to ensure that you have one hell of a sexy vacation. And you'll find us on many of the amazing topless travel trips. And listen up, we're going to be back at Hito 2 for their Swinging for Newbies event, April 6th to 14th, 2024. And uh, like I said earlier, you'll always find us on both Bliss Cruise adventures in April and November. 
and for more information about all their trips, go to toplesstravel.com where you can make sure you get the right cabin and the right room that you want so you don't miss out on the most erotic and sexy vacation ever. And as a quick reminder, if you're looking for an open-minded online community to find compatible people and events in your area, you can go to sdc.com and use promo code 30314 for your first month free. That's sdc.com and the promo code is 30314. Alrighty, enough commercials, enough ads. Let's get back to the show. You know, we're Carol and David. This is a sexy lifestyle. We're doing our seventh anniversary show. Um, let's get back to it. We're going to be talking about great sex because great sex matters. Now, let's get talking about, you know, one of those things that people, we believe, we've heard, Justin Lay Miller's done surveys on it, all about fantasies. So, Justin has um, a couple of years ago did a survey. And one of the biggest fantasies out there are threesomes and group sex. However, when it comes to fantasies, a lot of people are ashamed to bring them out to their partners. Why do you think that is? Fear. Fear is at the base of all of that. Fear of judgment. Fear of rejection. Fear of rejection, right? And it, it's a real thing. The, the thing is, is I hate to think that somebody's going through their whole life desiring a fantasy and never being able to speak about that. It's something I actually work with helping people and even troublesome turn-ons, you know, things that are super taboo in the world. You know what? There's somebody engaging in it and there's somebody that wants to engage with you in it. Um, and I think it's really important. I, I'm all about honesty and being forward and let's, let's work through whatever it is that you bring to me. I would hate to think that my partner's withholding and not getting the pleasure that they want. And what's the easiest way to break it up in a relationship? Ah. Well, first you have to know, is this something that I'm just literally, you know, it's hard to distinguish between like a, a fantasy and bringing that fantasy into life, right? Some people love just having the fantasy. They don't have to bring it to life. But if it's something you've been fantasizing for a while about, then it's probably something and you really have in this pull to experience it probably need to be open and honest with yourself first, that this is where you're at, and then sit down and have a good conversation with your partner and say, this is something I've been thinking about. I know, I know it may be hard to hear, and, 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 and I'm going to back up a little bit. In communication, we have to also make sure our partner is ready to hear us, Yeah. right? It's super important, time and, and, and intention behind what you're saying. Um, so we have to make sure that they are willing to sit with us. They're in a good place. You don't want to bring anything like this up if somebody's not in a good place. Yeah. Like it's just not when they come right from home from work, the kids have been screaming all day, <laughs> you know, whatever, you're busy, your mind's in another place. You're, you're also going through some life things, right? But when you do bring it up, know that there's no, nothing. I don't believe any desire is wrong. It's what you do with that desire. So knowing that, you know, you can have some desires that could land you in jail. We don't want to do that. Yeah, don't. Right? Do I want to help you get it, get it um, connected to yourself healthily. I don't, I don't want you to go to prison. Yeah. Um, but knowing or the hospital. That, or the hospital. Like there's <laughs> yeah. lots of stories yeah. about people going to the emergency room. If you want to have anal sex, you want to experience something anally, they make all the toys you would ever need. Let's not throw a cucumber up there. Let's not do anything drastic. No. <laughs> they have those things. But... You know, if you come from a place of, of I'm, I'm always here for you and I'm here to repair and whatever you bring to me is okay, 
we will figure out a way because, you know, fantasies are real and they're real for each one of us. And the thing is, is maybe it's a fantasy that you can't participate in, but maybe we can outsource them for you. There's lots of people that you can pay to help you have an experience, right? Or you can there's ask in the lifestyle who might want to help. Yes, if you're in this world, there's lots of people that may want to help you do it. Now, if it's something that is can, can be seen as dangerous, and there's a lot of things out there that could be, like there's some th- things in keep that if that's a fantasy for you, I would suggest getting professional help. Yeah. Like yeah. Ma- let a guide guide you through that so you are safe and secure in your exploration of those kinds of things. I think that's a great explanation. And, and sometimes, um, like when Carol and I, who aren't into kink and BDSM, um, and we wanted to open the discussion and both of us had no way to do it, we watched Fifty Shades of Grey. And, yeah. and yeah. even though it's not the movie that you're going to learn how to um, do anything, you're not going to learn how to build the bread room you're not going to know which is the right um, tools or, or toys to have, but at least it's going to open a discussion. And then what we do is we find a guest who knows about geek, and we have them on our show. <laughs> well, or, or you take a class, or you look it up online. But, but, it, but the movie definitely helped us and the rest of the world open up that discussion oh, about could we, we, should we, right? And I have to speak to, to Fifty Shades of Grey, like... Was the content all accurate? No, it no. was not. <laughs> However, I was I love to see the the variation of people that crossed over and the demographics that crossed over and it started that conversation which is vital to to our relationships, right. right? Having that conversation. The other thing is not everybody's a visual person. I very much am. Um, but I recently found out that I really like erotica and, and I have my clients go home and read erotica. Like, and if there's a story that you find that taps into that fantasy for you, that's a great thing to bring to your partner yeah. to make it a little like testing the waters. Like, right. hmm, I'm going to read I read this. about this. I read what about this. Yeah. Like, this was really interesting to me. Yeah. What's your perspective? Right, right. To cool. kind of test the waters too may cool. be an option for you. Yeah. It's a safe, safer yeah. space to yes. bring it up. Yes. Next point, Ashley. Is yes. non-penetrative sex sex? It absolutely is. I believe that sex is any consensual activity for the purpose of pleasure, and that can include dirty talk, massage, making out, dry humping. It all counts. So you've given a course here on how to give a hand job. I have. Because you're not a person (laughs) who's big into blowjobs. Correct. So what are some quick down and dirty points to give the best hand job? So a few things. One is you have to use lube. Lube, 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 lube. Forever. Lube is a must, and I personally prefer silicone lube for hand jobs because I think it has a, a longer-lasting effect. Actually, I don't think it just it does. does. Yes, it actually does, <laughs> and it's it glides in a way that I have not found water-based lube to ever match. We're with you. And positioning, having your partner, the receiving partner, lying on their back, and the giving partner sitting between the receiver's legs allows you to have two hands available rather than propping yourself up on one elbow and only stroking with one hand. I think two hands are better than one, especially when it comes to hand jobs. And to be able to have access to all of the inner thigh, the lower abdomen, even down into the perineum, the taint, uh, or the ass if the person is into that, all of that I think is part of a holistic hand job. And to really go into it thinking of it as a massage, not just you're stroking the dick to get it hard, to blow it, to fuck it, yeah. like, or stroking the dick to get it off. It's an, a meditation in pleasure and that it can last 
20, 30, 50, 70 minutes, and that that's a completely lovely way to spend a portion of time, for last, sure. Last night, um, we were having sex, and I was massaging Carol's pussy, and she got to the point where she was nice and engorged, and her clit was out there, and then we were going to fuck, and she says, no, 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 let me just stroke your cock a little bit. So all I did was I moved up, and I was sitting really just over her pelvis, and she, so her hands were in the right distance to get my cock, and I put a bunch of lube on it, and she's stroking my cock, and up and down, now she's pushing it a little bit on her belly, so now I'm getting friction from her belly, and I'm playing with her tits, and then all of a sudden I reach around, and I'm playing with her, her pussy again, going backwards, and she's stroking me, and I almost got off, Yeah. right, she, she wanted to get fucked last night, so I said, okay, you need to stop, you need to slow down, but it was just such a beautiful visual, me up here, and her hands, because Carol has short arms, she's like a T-Rex. <laughs> That's why spanking, so spanking never works for that. us, because when we're fucking, her hand can't reach my ass. But, I mean, it was such a great hand job you gave me. Yeah. And we didn't go to Ashley's class. Yeah. We were too busy working here. But, um, you know, for the women out there who think you got to stick a cock down your throat, yeah, guys love the sensation, one-handed, two-handed hand jobs go right up over the head, down to the balls. And even if you in. like giving a blowjob, which I do, I always incorporate the hand job at yes. the same time, yeah. even if it's just breath work. If, not, if you don't have your whole mouth over the head of the cock, it's very, very sensational for for the receiver. So Definitely. now we're going to get to what we've been talking about, which is communication skills. And everybody thinks they know how to communicate <laughs> but there are there are very important communicative skills one of them being listening yes right actually so. absolutely listening is so important and not listening waiting for your turn to talk really absorbing what your partner is saying and even you know as as old school as it sounds repeating back i think i heard you say this did i get that right yeah because i cannot tell you how many times even with my you know current lovers where i've said something and it just, it didn't land right. They didn't hear it the way that I intended it. And so we had to do a little bit of course correction. And so really making sure that you are hearing each other is such an important piece. And putting aside the time to listen, right? Absolutely. You have to be in the right mind frame to say, yes. okay, I have time. There's nothing else more important at this yeah. moment. I like to say setting the listening for yeah. the conversation. Yeah. Do you have time and space yeah. to give me right now? Can we turn our phones off? Can we take 15 or 20 minutes yeah. to just be with each other, look into each other's eyes? And, and hear each other from the perspective of wanting the best for each other. Yeah. Like assuming good intent, I think yeah. is an important place to go into that conversation from. Now, now Dragonfly, communicating while we're having sex. Is huh. it is it okay to 100%. say... 100%. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say 100%. Is it okay to say go faster? Yes. Put more fingers, less fingers, harder, so, please? Yeah, so I'm going to give you a couple of things. Um, I definitely, our view on feedback is, well, sex is a skill. And, and again, going back to knowing your own body and feedback is vital during, and I know it's hard for us to speak up, but maybe, maybe not in your pleasured moment right then. I like to have pleasure laps. It's a, it's a space that you set aside. You know, you're going to be communicating. You know, you're going to be like experimenting in that pleasure lab. And it gives you a, it, you don't feel like you have to, um, interrupt whatever you're doing. You're going to figure out how the style of communication works for you and get your flow, and then you can go into your actual experience is what I like to do. And it's not, our brains are not capable when we're that aroused to fully functionally have 
a conversation about stuff and we can't, we don't want to get into our heads. We want to stay in our bodies. Sex is about feeling, right? So we want to stay in our bodies. So I say no more than two things. Harder, softer. Faster, slower. Like, don't give too many options Uh, for your partner to to think into. I want you to literally, what's the first thing that comes up in you? Pause, breathe, and listen. I use that all the time. You can pause for a second, take a deep breath, and I encourage you to breathe while you're having sex. Don't hold your breath. Keep you that flow of breath going. And and whatever comes to you first, ooh, harder. Like, and then you can ask for it softer. Yeah. It's okay. And your partner, whether you believe me or not, is not a mind reader. We don't know. And visual cues aren't always accurate. They're not. Like, the more I worked with, like, some people kind of freeze when they're having an orgasm or something's feeling certain. But I have to tell you, the, the different types of orgasms I have, I realize, oh, my gosh. Like, sometimes I don't want to move. I don't know about you, Ashley, but sometimes I'm just like, I can't move. It's right there. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. You know? Yeah. Like, you can't That's move, good. right? So... I might think, oh, she's frozen, like she's not having fun, unless I ask her, yeah, you, you know, don't know, you don't know. So you, you kind of do have to communicate. Everybody thinks it's going to break your flow. Well, get your flow, get, get your communication down, and it's probably not going to break your flow. And actually, you did a, a show for us a few months ago about painful sex. Mm-hmm. And earlier we were talking about lube and, you know, if you're having sex and you're using lube, but the lube isn't there anymore and penetration or whatever you're doing starts getting not as pleasurable as it should be, is it okay to say, hang on a sec, stop, I need to put some more? Yes. Absolutely yes. it is. <laughs> it's, it's essential. It's not just okay, it's essential because enduring pain, enduring uncomfortable sensations is going to make you resent sex, resent your partner. It, it's really toxic to the relationship and to your enjoyment of each other. So whatever you need to do to be comfortable, oh, you're on my hair. Oh, I need yeah. a different position. I'm getting yeah. a cramp. Yeah. Whatever that is, like to speak into that is such a gift. I want to add to that. Um, we are constantly programming ourselves in every interaction we have. So if you're forcing yourself to go through that, you're programming your body to continue having sex during pain. And that's not okay. No, it's If not. something's painful, you need to stop. Yeah. That's your body telling you somatically something's off. Yeah. We need to pause. Yeah. You know, the other thing is you're giving them a false baseline of what pleasure looks like for you. Right? Yeah. So, so you're not doing any justice for your right. partner by continuing to do it because they to, think to you're having I know, to right? endure. Yeah. We're not here to endure. No, no. And right. I know a couple, I know a couple who they, diff, they, um, they don't agree on lube and why I don't know. He's always wants to start sex without lube because he thinks she's wet. He puts and his he has a in. big, thick cock. And, yeah, and no. she's wet, so it's great. Let's get started. And then she's always saying, no, get the lube, get the lube. But I mean, they're like, you go get the lube. You know, don't. I would say for her, yeah. take control. Yes, If exactly. lube is, is vital for yeah. you and that encourages pleasure and, it's and not arousal, diminishing him. It's just no. pleasuring, making sure you're, you're taking Let care of yourself. Let her be in control of the yeah. lube then. Girl, yeah. you have that lube sitting next yeah. to you. You take that lube, you squeeze it on, what, whatever. Like yeah. be, you, then you have to be the proactive one to, yeah. to encourage using the lube. Ashley, you're up next. Dirty talk. Yes, David. (laughs) (laughs) That voice. I'll let you run with this one. How important is it? I think dirty talk at its core is just sexual communication, and I think it's essential. And anything can be dirty. Anything can be hot. 
people are like, I don't know what to say. I think I'm going to feel, I'm going to sound stupid. I'm going to feel stupid saying it. I'm going to trip over my words. But if you just begin with vocalizing, make noise when you experience pleasure. A lot of people struggle even with, oh yes, mm, mm-hmm. they can't even do that. They're so shut down. And so to start there, to start just allowing yourself to vocalize in pleasure and then moving into Oh, that feels so good. I would love to have more of your fingers. I would love to feel your cock slide into me. It would feel so good to have you whisper in my ear and tell me all these naughty things. Whatever it is, it's, it's you're really making requests or you're giving feedback or you're letting your partner know how much you crave them, which is so intoxicating. So I think it, people get in their heads about dirty talk. And, yeah, they and, think it's something else. Yes. It's not... Yeah, they think they have to come up with some weird thing that right, they don't some usually erotic say. monologue right. or something, which <laughs> some people do. And I have, you know, my Canadian daddy who's here with me this week is the Shakespeare of dirty talk. Oh, he just nice. goes and and on a nice. Oh my god, I just close my eyes and he just talks for like ten minutes, and it's amazing. But not everybody needs that, and not everyone needs to do that. So we we like visualizing who's who else is there with us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? A little bit the, of role the, play. The fantasy yeah, yeah. of the fantasy. third person so, sure. with us. So Carol was in a very good place. The champagne at Hito's is fantastic. <laughs> and the VSOP cognac is even better. So we got back to our room last night and Carol loves double double badge. But my cock is just an AWC, an average white cock, and it only holds so much <laughs> space in her pussy. So last night as we were fucking I'm saying, so who's here with us? And she has says Lewis Hamilton. So now, <laughs> because that's your, yeah. So I mean, Carol is, is a fanatic, a fan of, of Lewis Hamilton. So now we're having sex, and Lewis Hamilton is in bed, and we've never seen his cock. But according to Carol, it is awesome. But it's not too big. <laughs> it's, it's not, not too big. big. It's just right. <laughs> always just right and, and that gets me turned on and we, we had a great sexual experience but we brought a fantasy into our discussion with some dirty talk with some mind role playing and um, again it's communicating right you're, you're, you're adding to the, the scene absolutely it's it's crucial and I love bringing in other people through fantasy because especially you know to go back to the earlier about threesomes and, and group sex some of that is very hot in theory and in practice is a little bit more complicated. And yeah. so especially for monogamous couples who want a little bit of the spice of novelty of bringing in another person but don't want the actuality of, of having another relationship person in the room. <laughs> it's really beautiful to, to say, oh, you know, that, that hot brunette in the green dress at mm-hmm. breakfast this morning, what if she was here with us right now? What would you do to her? What would you want to see me do to her? And, and that's a really beautiful way of... That's huge. Of, that's huge yeah. for a monogamous couple yeah. to, to open up and say that person is hot. Yes. yes. I mean, we have friends. If, if the guy walked down the street and saw this hot girl turn to his wife and said that, he'd get slugged. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my well, gosh. That's, that comes from insecurity. Yes. You know? yes. I mean, yes. We all know yes, that. Absolutely. And also, um, just talking about what you're doing to the person. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to formulate anything fancy. Like right. I love when I run my fingers down your neck into your breast. Like mm-hmm. I love touching this crease along. Like just, just say what you're doing. Yeah. 
that's another form of dirty talk. Yeah. It's just so easy to do. It's not complicated. Mm -hmm. And it is fun. And like I love the moaning and groaning as well. You just yeah. start with that, even. Start with that. Moans and purrs. And if you don't like, want to use the word dirty talk, use sexy talk, use right. intimate talk, use whatever, but just keep talking. Yeah. yeah. Just keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> that's all, right. all we want you to do. We keep are talking. we are at the end of the show. Uh, oh it goes wow. by so quickly. You guys are gonna be back. We know our listeners know you guys are our regulars here. Um, pop, final advice, sexy final advice, what is it today, babe? Well, what would you say, well, each of you will take turns, obviously, really, what are the top two reasons why sex educators have to be your number one place to go to for credible information? <laughs> tap yourselves on the backs, go for it. I'm going to tap you. All right. Tap me. Yes. <laughs> sex educators, I think more than anyone, have a very diverse and nuanced approach to sexuality. A lot of what you see in mainstream porn is very heteronormative, it's very white, it's very cisgender focused, um, it's very vanilla in a lot of senses unless it's more like kink oriented porn. And so a sex educator is not going to say ew or ugh, that's so weird when you share a fantasy or when you say something that you want to do. We have had to have training to desensitize ourselves to things that might otherwise squick us so that when you say, I want to be fucked by 20 aliens in space, we go, oh, that's cool. That's Tell cool. me more about that. <laughs> like, don't even blink. Tell it's me about the that. ultimate poker face. <laughs> and, and that's a real gift that you get from sexuality professionals to normalize whatever it is that you're curious about or into and not ever shame you. Because the last thing you want to receive from someone who's there to help you is more reasons to doubt yourself or feel bad about what you're into. Most definitely. Um, and there's there's some bad information out there. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I see things sometimes I'm like, oh, oh, no, don't, don't just, don't say that. You know, we've got these, a lot of social media, TikTok. I, I'm not on TikTok. I don't overly love social media. I'm pretty counterculture and I am not huge on the social media, which you all probably know already. Um, but it's, it's really... It's really making sure that, well, also that we have experience, you know, that we've worked through a lot of our things and that we continue to work through our things. It's important to also know that we are not perfect and we're on this journey too, but we've taken the time, we've put in the effort, like those things. I haven't just read a book. Right. You know, there's lots of amazing books out there. Um, I'm trying to write one myself. So it's just, it's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of vastness out there in the world we live in today, but I, I can't really speak anymore for what you said because it's, it's really true. Like we, we have been, a lot of us, a lot, I'm going to say a lot of us have been trained to know how to walk through things and to not shame others because I believe pleasure is pleasure. You know, and whatever dynamic you, you set it up as, pleasure is pleasure. And I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to help you get the pleasure that you, you desire and deserve in your life. And I have to say, and I'm going to shout out to all the amazing sex educators that have been on our show yeah. for the seven years that we've been doing it, is that you guys put in so much time and effort continually learning yes. and continually growing and you take that knowledge that you get every time you interact with a couple, with a person, with people, and you add it to your toolbox. And then if you don't know, you go research it, and that's what you do. And, and our show is fortunate for both of you and the other educators that we give you a platform so you can talk to the world about what you learn. You're, you're any sex educator's biggest challenge is reach, 
right? You create so much content and so few people actually hear it. And um, I hope our, our listeners... Well, that's a lot to do with censorship, not because you didn't Very try. Yeah, censorship no. on in social media and lots of other platforms. And thankfully, our platform is not yes. censored. Yes. Thank goodness. Thank and and I, I hope our listeners appreciate the time and effort and work that you guys put into bringing the world of sexuality to a more normal place and normalizing the discussions about anything we talk about. And, and over the years, we've talked about lots of different things. And it's limitless what we can talk about. And we get great questions. We get people asking us, um, you know, um, questions about stuff that Carol and I don't know. And we're always sending stuff to you guys as educators. And some couples are like, you know, we're stuck, we're broken. And, and we are, we are the, the Ryan Seacrest of American Idol that we're yes. just facilitators, <laughs> right? And, and our show could not be as successful as it has been without the amazing input and, and time and effort that you guys put into becoming the great people that you are. Ah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And, and, and I want to say thank you to you both because you are a connector. Like you are connecting people to having access. And access is a huge part about this. Mm-hmm. And people don't know where to turn. Yeah. They don't know where to go. Yeah. I, all the time, I don't know if you get this, but it's like, I didn't even know you existed. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, here. Yeah. yeah. I'm here. So, so yes, having a platform that is uncensored and non-biased and, and, and well, biased towards pleasure, yeah, that's, right. okay. that's okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, giving us this platform, I, it's, it, I'm very grateful for it. Thank you so Good. much. And we do look forward to both of you um, hosting um, multiple yes. different shows next year and yes. in the upcoming years, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so, Ashley Mantha, Dragonfly, thank you so much for all that great information. You are both amazing educators. Keep going. Don't stop. Um, Ashley, quickly tell everyone how they can reach out to you. Yes, you can find me on Instagram at canasexual or my website canasexual.com and that will house all of the ways that you can get in touch with me. I'd love to work with you. Dragonfly? You can find me at puregasmiclove.com. Everything is there. And again, yeah, I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. And you have some retreats coming up. You can quickly plug one of those. Go ahead. Um, In May, I have my Connected Goddess Gateway in Orlando, Florida. And it's May 3rd through the 6th. And all of that information is on my website as well. I'd love to have you. And of course, our website has your guest pages with all of that information as well. You can always go to sexylifestyle.com and find lovely women there and reach them there as well. Rumor has it that Ashley might be back at Hito for Swing Breakers. Yeah, well, check it out. <laughs> Crossing fingers. Crossing fingers. We'll announce yeah. that when we know for sure. Yes, we'll we make will. sure yeah. that we will tell everybody. And you know, we're learning more and more every week with all our amazing guests. We hope you do too. If you have any questions at all, you can always send us an email at ask at carolindavid.com. Alrighty. That was a quick show. It was an amazing show. Ashley and Dragonfly, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Thank you. And as we do every week, we're going to thank all our listeners for being here week in and week out. Seven years later. Congratulations. (laughs) So reminder to join us again next week for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, sexual health and pleasure, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Well, that's it for our show today. Carol and I, Dragonfly, and Ashley send you lots of love and, of course, great sex. Please stay safe and, of course, stay sexy, everyone. Until next time.
Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever.